At Kroger, we believe it takes the right team to bring you the freshest produce. That's why we partner with farmers who grow only the best. Because that level of teamwork means better, fresher options time and time again. From fresh berries to fresh tomatoes, we know the farm is where it all grows. From their farms to your forks, working with farmers is what it takes to be fresh for everyone. Kroger, fresh for everyone. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. The X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. And welcome to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell. We're coming to you from our broadcast center here in beautiful Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, Talkstar Radio Network, Euro Radio Network, RNN Radio and TV Network, and, of course, across Europe on Radio X. If you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradiotv.com and all social media sites, TV. And our radio website at www.exxonradiotv.com. And for all of you who'd like to listen to the great programming that we have available for you, 724-365 with some of the hottest guests, hottest hosts in radio within the world of the paranormal and the science of parapsychology, visit xzbn.net. First of all, before I bring my guest on this hour, to all the mothers around the world, happy Mother's Day. You know, mothers are the true unsung heroes, and it's, I, I, I personally think that Mother's Day should be every day of the year, because mothers give up so much, and so do fathers. So to mothers, on this very special day of theirs, a very happy Mother's Day. We love you all. My guest this hour, explanation is Dr. Susan Shumsky, and uh, she has dedicated her life to helping people take command of their lives in highly effective, powerful, positive ways. She is the best-selling author of 13 books, published by Simon & Schuster, Random House, and New Page. A pioneer in the human potential field, she has spent nearly 50 years teaching thousands of people meditation, 
prayer, affirmation, and intuition. Her book titles include Miracle Power, Divine Revelation, Exploring Meditation, Exploring Auras, Exploring Chakras, How to Hear the Voice of Your God, Ascension, Instant Healing, The Power of Auras, The Power of Chakras, Awaken Your Third Eye, Awaken Your Divine Intuition, and Color Your Chakras. Awaken Your Third Eye. Interesting topic. In fact, we're going to be talking to Dr. Shumsky this hour about the third eye. And for more information on Dr. Shumsky, two websites, www.drsusan, that's D-O-C-T-O-R-S-U-S-A-N.org, and divinetravels.com. And Dr. Susan Shumsky, welcome back to the Exxon. Great having you with us again. I'm thrilled to be here with you today, Rob. Uh, Dr. Shumsky, um, the third eye is, you know, uh, I'm sure that everyone who has ever held a U.S. dollar bill in their hand uh, remembers the the pyramid on the back with the all-seeing eye or the third eye. But the third eye is much more than myth, isn't it? Yes, it's reality. It's not myth. Although people might think it's just a legend or, mm-hmm. oh, that's only for mystics or that has nothing to do with me. In fact, it has to do with everyone because everyone has a third eye in the middle of their head. Well, tell me, what is the third eye, and where exactly is it located? Well, it's located in the area of the pineal gland, which Mm -hmm. is right in the center of the head. And that very small gland is very important, because the third eye is the eye of illumination. Mm. Illumination, meaning spiritual awakening, spiritual enlightenment. And, you know, legend has it that by virtue of the third eye, people are able to have amazing experiences of other realms, of things hidden from view, clairvoyance, clairaudience, clairsentience is located there in the third eye area. And that third eye is actually located precisely in what's called the Agya Chakra. There are seven major chakras and seven other chakras in our subtle energy field. And one of those major ones is called Agya Chakra or Third Eye Chakra. And so it's it's very important in reference to subtle energy and in reference to our spiritual awakening. Dr. Shumsky, please stand by. You and I have to take our first commercial break. Exonation, Dr. Susan Shumsky is our very special guest this hour. And if you'd like more information on Dr. Shumsky, www.doctorsusan.org. And uh, Dr. Susan Shumsky and I will return on the other side of this break talking about the third eye here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, 
at WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. President of a new cancer foundation focusing on evidence-based physical, mental, and spiritual interventions, including natural cancer cures, prayer, meditation, affirmations, nutrition, and other related holistic cancer prevention and cure modalities. These are used in cancer education, research, and financing care. I ask for your help to continue this important work by donating at www.holisticcancerfoundation.com. Hello, I'm Pete Marsh. With my daughter Justina, we will be presenting the new radio show, Too Good to Be True. If something seems too good to be true, it usually is. But with the help of Justina's amazing gifts, we're going to gain insight into questions that don't yet have complete answers. Have you wondered who built Stonehenge and for what reason? Why are crop circles found in the same region as Stonehenge and elsewhere? Are crop circles a hoax or are they created with technologies that we have little knowledge of? Who built the pyramids in Egypt and also in other countries? How and why were they built? Was the Titanic switched with the Britannic as part of a gigantic insurance fraud or for more insidious reasons? What caused the Tunguska event when trees were flattened over an 800 square mile area in Siberia? Will the new insights be too good to be true? Well, that will depend on what you are prepared to believe. Please join us as we start on this journey together. For more information on Too Good To Be True, visit www.xzbn.net. Little children aren't the only ones afraid of the dark. Millions of soldiers return from war zones with PTSD, anger, frustration, fear, and loneliness, much of which surfaces during the darkness of the night. You have the chance to change the lives of these American heroes. Songs and Stories for Soldiers.us provides free MP3 players for these men and women. With a list of 3 million songs 
songs in 16 different styles, 100,000 audiobooks, and 30,000 old-time radio programs, every veteran can find something to soothe and comfort them at no cost. All our players contain an eight-hour audio program designed to help veterans fall asleep. With 1,500-plus vets now participating, it's our goal to deliver 10,000 audio players this year. Go to our website at songsandstoriesforsoldiers.us. Help us help a veteran make it through the night. Nation, Dr. Susan Shumsky is my guest to this hour, www.drsusan.org. We're talking about the third eye this hour, Exonation, and uh, Dr. Susan, how far back in history does the third eye go? Well, the whole energy centers, energy field kind of, kind of phenomena mm-hmm. is obviously part and parcel to humanity, so... As long as there have been human beings, there has been the third eye because it's one of the chakras in our subtle nervous system. Now, let's just talk for a moment about prana. Prana is the subtle life force energy that keeps us alive. It actually gives us life and maintains life Mm -hmm. in our physical body. And it's not in the physical body, though it's in the subtle body. So we have uh, several layers to our subtle body. We have the causal body and we have the, uh, the um, intellect ego body and the mental body and we have the vital body and then we have the physical body. So the vital body, otherwise known as pranamaya kosha, is one of our energy sheaths or energy fields and that is where the chakras exist. They exist in the subtle body. They're not in the physical body. If you dissect a corpse, you're not going to find a chakra or a nadi. Nadi are the energy conduits through which this subtle energy called prana or chi or ki through which that flows. So where there, where many of these nadi or conduits of energy intersect and form a plexus, that's called a chakra. And as I said before, there are seven major chakras and there are seven other chakras that are talked about in the ancient scriptures of India. And one of the major chakras is called the third eye chakra or Agya chakra, which is located in the area of the pineal gland. Um, Is the third eye referred to in any religious books, for example, the Old or New Testament of the Bible? Uh, Yes, as a matter of fact. Um, there is, uh, uh, Jesus talks Mm -hmm. about the third eye and he says that, uh, the light of the body is the eye. Therefore, if thine eye be single, thy whole 
body shall be full of light. And that is in the New Testament. And then in the Old Testament, there was uh, the prophet Jacob, when he wrestled with God face to face, uh, he named the place a pineal where that vision occurred. And the Hebrew word pineal translates as face of God. Ah, so the pineal pineal gland actually depicts and identifies the face of God. In fact, that's true. Wow. Uh, According to the the Hebrew word, Mm -hmm. uh, P-E-N-I-E-L, which translates as face of God. So that's very appropriate because mystics can see the face of God with their third eye. And in the uh, in Genesis, uh, it is here's the quote from Genesis. It says, "And Jacob called the name of the place Peniel, face of God, for I have, for I have seen God face to face, and my life is preserved." And as he passed over Peniel, the sun rose upon him, and he halted upon his thigh. When he, in other words, he was injured when he wrestled with the with the angel. So. Um. How is the third eye depicted in architecture? Well, there is a place in Cambodia, Mm -hmm. which is called Angkor Wat. And that is the largest religious building in the entire world. And uh, there are three giant pine cone shaped towers in it. The reason why the pineal gland is called the pineal gland is because it looks like a tiny pine cone shape. Right. So you're going to find that in some of the religious buildings. In fact, in the Vatican, there's the pine cone fountain at the Vatican. And uh, that's uh, right there in one of the courtyards there. And it's a col- it's a very large pine cone, <laughs> biggest pine cone in the world. The court of the pine cone, it's called, and it's flanked by two peacocks representing resurrection and immortality. And also, the pine cone appears on the staff of the Pope, and in the coat of arms of the Holy See as well. Now that's very interesting. It is. Uh, what is the difference between the eye of providence that, that we've heard about and the all-seeing eye? Well, there is a difference. Uh, the eye of providence is different from the, uh, from the, the, uh, what is, I'm sorry. Could you say the two different ones again? The sure. eye of providence. The and eye of the, providence and the all-seeing eye. All-seeing eye. Yes. Uh, the all-seeing eye is different uh, because uh, the eye of providence is what is talked about as far as the dollar bill that you mentioned before. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is uh, God intervening directly in human affairs, whereas the all-seeing eye, which is important to the Masonics, Mm-hmm. that has to do with God just watching over us and not intervening in human affairs. So the Masonics will not uh, claim the eye of providence. They say that they believe in the all-seeing eye. Is there uh, any relation to the dog star and the third eye? 
As a matter of fact, there is. The dog star is Sirius. Mm-hmm. Um, it's more than 20 times brighter than our sun, and it is the brightest star in the sky. And in ancient civilizations, it was of great importance to astronomy and mythology and the occult, and it was deemed the sun behind the sun and the true source of our sun's potency. Uh, it was considered to be the light that that's keeping the spiritual realm alive and the true light shining in the east, the spiritual light. And it is associated with the pineal gland, which is the source of spiritual light in the body. So it's true meaning, this, uh, the Sirius, the dog star, true meaning is the eye of wisdom, the third eye, which every human being can awaken. Is it possible? It's also, Sirius is also considered the home of the spiritual hierarchy, the divine beings of light and the ascended right. masters. Is it possible that the dog star was or could be interpreted as the star of Bethlehem? I think that it could be, yes. It could be interpreted as yeah. the star of Bethlehem as well. Now, how is the Cyclopedes related to the third eye? Uh, yes. Uh, I believe that it is a symbol of the third eye. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, in Homer's Odyssey... Uh, after the Trojan War, he was traveling home to Ithaca, and he landed in Sicily. Mm-hmm. There he encountered the savage giant Polyphemus, right. who was the son of Poseidon, and he had a huge eye in the middle of his forehead. And at that time, Odysseus and his sailors, they were imprisoned in a cave by that giant, and he ate six of, <laughs> he mm. ate six of the sailors. Uh, but the, but Odysseus was was smart. He tricked the giant right. into getting drunk, and when he was in his weakened and vulnerable state, he fell asleep. And then Odysseus drove a firebrand into his eye, which blinded him. And then Odysseus and his sailors and his band of sailors they barely escaped their lives from the island. And that word. Uh, Cyclopes, or however mm-hmm. you, cyclope, uh, however you pronounce it, it actually means wheel-eyed. And wheel-eyed. And the word chakra yeah. also means wheel. That word literally means wheel in Sanskrit. So it, with this in mind, we could possibly interpret uh, the Polyphemus uh, myth. Mm-hmm. And one explanation would be that the piercing of the eye represents atrophy of the third eye and subsequent loss of divine wisdom. And another way to interpret it might be that if the spiritual gifts that are granted through the opening of the third eye are misused, then a person is vulnerable to destruction. So I believe that it is a a symbol of the third eye, and, and it does represent a kind of a myth about the third eye. In the work that you do with people around the world, Dr. Susan, what significance or importance does the third eye play? Well, it plays a tremendous importance because what I do with people is I help them to open the third eye by using the method that I teach, which is called divine revelation, which helps people to develop their their clairvoyant, clairaudient, and clairsentient abilities because that third eye is 
the seat of those what we might call supernormal powers, but I don't think they're supernormal. I think they are normal and natural powers that every that are inherent in every living human. Everyone has the ability to see, hear, and feel things that are hidden from view. For example, if if you walk into a room, you can sense the energy in that room. You know, does it have a yucky, icky feeling, yeah. or does it have a a warm, friendly feeling, you know, what's the feeling in that, mm. in that place, in that domicile? Or if you walk into a room full of people, you'll feel certain energies from some of those people. Some of the people will be more friendly and open. Others seem closed. Some people seem afraid or frightened. Some people seem defensive. So we sense these things, and that's called clairsentience. And clairsentience is the most common of the subtle senses that people have. It's like having gut feelings. Yeah. And, of course, everybody listening around the world tonight has certainly had a gut feeling many times in their lives. Um, we've got about two minutes. Uh, we, we've got about a minute, my producer tells me, before yeah. we have to take our, our okay. news break at the bottom. Um, I, I was just wondering a, a quick question. Have you seen more and more people wanting to know about the inner self and is it is it possible that this is the dawning of the new age of awakening that so many people have been talking about well i truly believe it is in the last 50 years there's been an incredible transformation mm-hmm. in, of consciousness and greater higher and higher consciousness in the world and i'm just floored by how different the world is now than when I was a child. Uh, Now we find yoga classes on every corner. We find martial arts on every corner. We find organic foods everywhere. We find, um, (laughs) you wouldn't believe what what was in the grocery stores when I was a kid. You know, (laughs) you go into the grocery stores, you find meat, potatoes, iceberg lettuce, tomatoes, oranges, and apples. Doctor, stand by. Fresh things. Doctor, please stand by. We've got to take our break at the bottom of the hour with the news. Dr. Susan Shumsky is our special guest. DrSusan.org. We'll be back after the news. Don't go away. Dreams are our personal gateways into infinite wisdom. Don't miss shamanic counselor and indigenously trained dream decoder Sandra Corcoran's inspiring book, Shamanic Awakening Between the Dark and the Daylight. This remarkable work chronicles Sandra's 35 years of experience with diverse wisdom keepers and her initiations throughout the Americas and across the British Isles, Turkey, Greece, and Egypt. Sandy's knowledge of symbology, psychology, and myth influence her dream blog and workshops. Sandy offers private tarot readings, international journeys, a meditative CD, as well as her book, Shamanic Awakening, to encourage you as you navigate this earthwalk, creating a deeper connection to yourself and all that is. Find this and more at Sandy's website, starwalkervisions.com. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. 
For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. How would you like to be able to read other people's minds? Well, the next best thing is here. When you know how to read a person's name, you know how the person thinks, feels, and behaves. Each letter in our name holds a key to unlock our true essence. Our name contains both our gifts and challenges in this lifetime. Mnemology science discovers personality secrets hidden in the placement of the letters of our names, including the first and last impression people remember about us. Sharon shows us how to interpret the arrangement of letters as outlined in her book, Know the Name, Know the Person. Sharon Lynn Wyeth created Mnemology Science after 18 years of research and testing her theories and has supported thousands of people around the world in understanding themselves and others better. You'll enjoy Sharon's unique teachings as she shares her system to learn the gifts behind your given birth name. Even if you don't like your birth name, there are jewels in this book. If you're thinking of changing your name, ready to name your child, or wanting to get along better with others, this is the book for you. If you'd like to improve your relationships and change your life for the better, get the book today. Know the name, know the person. Or visit www.knowthename.com. That's www.knowthename.com. Hello, I'm Justina Marsh, and with my dad, Pete, we are going to present a new show called Too Good to Be True. Together, we are aiming to discover more truths about this world and beyond. Do you have unanswered questions about the world? Do you ever wonder about aliens, conspiracy theories, or the universe? There are many shows discussing subjects such as pyramids or UFOs, but we want to relay this information based on our own research, including from spiritual means. Hopefully, listeners will be helped with their own beliefs and will appreciate the psychic insights that add to the previous research and information. We both look forward to sharing this insight and beginning this journey with our listeners. Visit xzbn.net for more information about when to listen. Nation, Dr. Susan Shumsky is our guest this hour. We're talking about the third eye, amongst other things. Her website is www.drsusan.org. And Dr. Susan, before we went to the break, I was asking you about the the uh, the awakening that is going on when it comes to the inner self. And how how do you explain it? You've been you've been doing this wonderful work for fifty years. How do you explain it, man? Well, there's only there. There really isn't an explanation for mm-hmm. the trends of time. It's just that somehow it is a time when awakening is taking place, and this awakening is taking place. Thank you to the wonderful 
spiritual teachers who came from the East to the West to educate. Unfortunately, our <laughs> very ignorant people of the West are very unfortunate <laughs> Uh, people of the West who are completely ignorant about, ignorant about anything having to do with the inner self, the yep. higher self, consciousness, a higher consciousness, spiritual awakening, spiritual enlightenment. Uh, and, you know, it was the Department of Religion and the Department really only of mystics and saints in the West. So far, far away from average human beings. But thank you to Ramakrishna, Vivekananda, Yogananda, Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, Suzuki, uh, Chogam uh, Rinpoche, and various teachers coming from the East who blessed us with their wisdom and transformed this planet as a result. So I'm just over the moon as to how this planet has changed over the last 50 years. Very different. In the Bible, the book of Revelation talks about an end. Are we looking or are we living in that end uh, that we have been living in? And are we seeing the dawning of the new age opening up? And instead of what many believe to be the end of the world, that we were just looking at the end of one way of living, one, one way of looking at consciousness before we were to the point where we could actually evolve into this new spiritual realm. Mm-hmm. I agree with you completely. I think that it is the dawning of a new world, a mm-hmm. new age, and it has nothing to do with the end of times yeah. or anything like that. It has to do with the beginning of a new, higher awareness, a new, uh, a new age in which we are aware of ourselves and in which we are kinder to the planet, uh, environmentalism, example is a very important feature of this new consciousness and also just people being more kind and loving to each other you know i mean last century was filled with horrible horrible wars where millions of people were killed and what's going on since the new millennium Uh, i don't know if you thousand here and there it's nothing like it was in world war one world war two uh uh, vietnam korean war all these horrible horrible slaughters of millions and and even you know the uh, use of the atomic bomb in the 20th century and and now we are in a relative we're i'm going to say we're in a state of peace because there's so few violent acts going on compared to what there was. If you look at the statistics, mm-hmm. you'll realize that, that there's virtually no war. And before, there was huge wars. Well, can, couldn't, we, couldn't we put the war against ISIS and the war against terrorism in that realm? And if we're looking at that, that war is still no. raging. Why not? Nothing compared to war... There's more millions of people killed in World War II. How many people have been killed by terrorism? Well, let's see. In New York City alone, 3,400. 3,000. How does that compare to millions in World War II? I mean, really? There's no comparison whatsoever. But we're still at war, Doctor. We still have a war in... 
We still are fighting wars in Afghanistan in the Middle East. We are still fighting the war against... Little, little things. Ma'am, ma'am, please. It's nothing compared to back then. But, but, you know, it's it's nice to think that the world is all holding hands and singing kumbaya, but we have to be realistic about things. I agree that that the world is transitioning, but we also have to look at the fact that right now, based on the problems that we're having with North Korea, we're just a button away from nuclear war. Mm hmm. Okay. You know, uh, I, I agree with you that, that millions of people have not been killed since World War II or, or the Korean no, conflict or, or, or Vietnam. But we are right. far from being a world at peace. Correct. We, are, we have not yet attained right. 100% world peace. No, mm. we're far from that. But this is the dawning of a new age. The, we're not at the midday yet. The sun is right. just coming up over the horizon mm-hmm. the sun is not on the you know yeah. on the apex above our heads and i agree with you 100 so, percent on that i really do yeah something that that we that i've heard a lot about these days is the philosopher's stone and i was wondering if you could yes. tell, tell us about the philosopher's stone and how it relates to the world that we're living in now and how the significance of the philosopher's stone will play as we go further into the new world yeah, the Philosopher's Stone uh, is the ancients, um, the ancients of alchemy. Mm-hmm. Uh, those who were trying to uh, discover the secret of immortality were seeking the Philosopher's Stone, which is uh, from the writings of Hermes uh, in the second century A.D., and the the uh, emerald tablet, or the secret of Hermes, uh, that is about it's the Bible of the alchemist craft, and the philosopher's stone is said to be uh, the key to physical immortality. And there are many names in different languages for the philosopher's stone. And, for example, in India, mm-hmm. uh, it's called Soma, or Soma Pavamana, which is supposedly the nectar of immortality, the nectar of immortal life, uh, the fountain of youth, and so on. <clears throat> so uh, there are some legends mm-hmm. about herbalists in China and in India who actually discovered and used this, this secret formula which would extend people's lives, give longevity. For example, St. Germain is mm-hmm. known, he's an ascended master who is known to have given this secret uh, white powder philosopher's stone to several women of the court, which one of them, Nignon d'Enclos, for example, she, uh, her grandson, uh, fell in love with her when she was 80 years old, <laughs> which wow. is very strange. But, you know, she had preserved her youth. But obviously, St. Germain himself, uh, people met him in various decades, and he never changed appearance. Uh, Voltaire called him uh, the man who uh, lived, who never dies, the man who 
always stays the same and never dies. And uh, he was he was known by many different people. And then, for example, in the next century, he was seen and they thought it was his father. And he said, no, it's not not my father. I am he and I'm very old. So this philosopher's stone, you know, some of these might be legends. They might be the truth. But uh, it is alchemists looked for that. And apparently some of them actually found it and used it to preserve their life for a long time. An alchemist. Um, where, well, well, you know, like when, when people think about alchemists, the majority of people that I know, they think of somebody trying to change, let's say, one substance into another. And uh, Rumpelstiltskin is, is the most widely known uh, alchemist, I think, because he was trying to spin uh, straw into gold. So what else does an alchemist do? Well, the idea is to change base metal into gold, yes. Yeah. But basically they were they were chemists is what they were. And they were working with different substances and trying to, obviously they were seeking gold, but. Sure. You so, know, I mean, there's, there's alchemy in today's medical, that's al- alchemy. Uh, in, in Pharmaceuticals is alchemy. I mean, the reality is that we are changing substances into other mm-hmm. substances yeah. all the time. So I, I would imagine then that uh, an alchemist being a chemist, as we know it today, would mean that a, uh, a naturopath in the past is what we call a doctor today. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. You're right about that. Yeah. Interesting. It seems that we're finally going back to our roots in order to have a better world. Uh, I believe so. Uh, I think that there is so much wisdom mm-hmm. from the past that we could use to make life better today. And a lot of that wisdom has to do with meditation, intuition, spiritual development, uh, yogic practices, various yogic practices, Taoist practices. Uh, there are many ways for us to transmute and transform. We can all be alchemists by using some of these methods to change ourselves into uh, healthier, more productive, happier individuals. You mentioned meditation, uh, and when people think of meditation, once again, because of the mysticism surrounding it, and it was only the the people who maintained the mysticism because those who practice yoga and, and other um, Eastern philosophies have never kept meditation a secret. People think that, oh, meditation is a yogi in the lotus position. But how different is meditation in reality, Doctor? Well, I mean, meditation simply means quieting the mind and Mm -hmm. getting relaxed. That's really all it means. It means getting quiet in the mind and thereby quieting the body as well. So when the mind gets into a more relaxed uh, state, Mm -hmm. the body will follow suit. It will also become very relaxed and quiet and still. And deep meditation would be a state in which... Uh, the heart rate becomes quiet, the breath rate becomes quiet, the whole body settles down to deep relaxation and peace. That would be a very, you know, successful 
state of meditation and is very good for health. It's very good for your well-being, uh, physical health, mental health, spiritual health. Uh, it, it helps emotional emotions to quiet down as well. So meditation is a, I believe it's really the cure for many ills. All right, Doctor, and, please stand by. I hate I, to do this, uh, Dr. Susan, but I've got to take my final break. Please stand by. Exonation, Dr. Susan Shumsky is our special guest, www.doctorsusan.org and www.divinetravels.com. And Dr. Susan and I return as we wrap up this hour here in the Exon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. Hi everyone, Rob McConnell here, and I wanted to spend a moment on internet streaming. Everybody has heard about internet streaming, but not many know much about it. Did you know the internet streams just about everything? Movies. From new releases to old classics. TV shows. Almost every show, every episode, and much more. But the question has always been, how do you do it? Well now, thanks to the folks at 123 Ready TV, I have the answer for you. They have developed a simple program app, 123 Ready TV, that you install on your Windows PC, Android smartphone, or Android tablet that can have you streaming like a pro in less than five minutes. You truly won't believe how much is available or how easy it is to do until you try. And for a one-time cost of only $19.99, this product is a real winner. To learn more about 123 Ready TV, visit our website at www.xzbn.net. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network, Angel Broadcast Network, Wiki Broadcast Network, and WPBN-TV. For more information on the X-Zone Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan, and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. True healing must address four levels, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual, for us to live joyful and productive lives. We tend to treat three of the four, leaving the spiritual languishing. If you're tired of the same dysfunctional patterns cropping up in your life, soul balancing is for you. Trixie Phelps, owner and founder of Soul Balancing, is a naturally gifted energy healer trained in numerous esoteric forms, including shamanism. Trixie has created a powerful modality that safely and effectively clears your energetic field. A soul balancing session can remove interference,
heal trauma, and restore your hope. Contact Trixie for a life-changing long-distance session today, www.soulbalancing.world. There's a legend shared by many indigenous cultures of a time when the nations were cast to the four corners of the world. Each nation was given a body of sacred knowledge that held a different portion of the truth to preserve. True reality could not be known until all the nations reunited, combining the information. If a single one was missing, the world could not be reborn and darkness would prevail. The Science of Magic Radio is dedicated to reuniting the sacred knowledge. With the understanding, none of us has all the answers, but together we can open new perceptions and possibilities. Through our combined vision, the world can be reborn into a place where darkness no longer prevails. Join me, Gwilda Wiecka, and the Science of Magic daily on the Exxon Broadcast Network, xzbn.net, or visit us at thescienceofmagic.net. So Nation, our guest this hour is Dr. Susan Shumsky, www.doctor Shumsky. I'm sorry, Dr. Susan.org. It's D-O-C-T-O-R-S-U-S-A-N.org and www.divinetravels.com. So tell us a little bit more about meditation. How hard is it for someone who has never done meditation before, Dr. Susan, to, to start meditating? Uh, everything that I teach is based upon one principle. Mm -hmm. Ask and it shall be given unto you. So by asking to go into deep meditation, by calling upon a divine being, especially, and asking to go into deep meditation, that will really enhance your ability to go deep within. Also, breath is very important. By taking deep breaths, I mean... You know, really deep breaths, like I'll give you an example like this. That would be a deep breath. And by taking a few of those, immediately you will feel yourself settling down Mm -hmm. to a more peaceful, quiet state. And really all that meditation is about is about getting peaceful and quiet. And then developing your intuition is also equally as easy. All you have to do is ask, for example, just ask a question or ask for guidance, ask for inspiration, and then take a big, deep breath and then just just relax, get into a relaxed state, and then the answer will come to you. When you've asked, you will receive. So that's really how simple it is. Where do these answers come from, Doctor? 
They come from your higher self, in my opinion, Mm -hmm. as long as you are clear and as long as you are settled down and in a state of deep quietude, inner quietude, then you're in touch with spirit with a capital S or the spiritual world, which is where your higher self is. And your higher self will give you insight, inspiration, intuition, and that is really your third eye at work. So would it be safe to say, Doctor, that all the mysteries are, or all the answers to the mysteries of life are just within each and every one of us? Uh, in my opinion, absolutely. I think that uh, I think that we have that mm-hmm. within us, and that we do not have to really look elsewhere for the answers. That those answers are all within us. All we need to do is develop the ability to listen within. Can you say a prayer or affirmation to help us open the third eye? Uh, I'd be glad to do that. In fact, what I could do is I'll use one of the ones that's in the book here, in in the book Awaken Your Third Eye. Oh, please. And uh, let's see, how how much time do I have? (laughs) You have, oh, up to six minutes. Well, then let's do what we call the third eye invocation. Okay. Let's take a big. Let's uh, let's now uh, get comfortable. Okay. Uh, close our eyes mm-hmm. and take a big deep breath. Breathe in and let it go. And let us. Uh, I'll just say, I let go and let God fill our third eye with the brilliance of God's light. I call upon the divine beings of light who come in the name of God to now fill our third eye with radiant blessings. I call forth the beautiful Holy Spirit, the spirit of truth and wholeness, to shine forth your beautiful glowing white fire, to now fill and purify our third eye with blazing white light. I call forth radiant St. Germain to now fill our third eye with your violent, consuming flame to cleanse, heal, and purify our third eye, and to lift its vibration to the highest spiritual vibration that we can comfortably enjoy at this time. I call forth brilliant Jesus, the Christ, to now fill our third eye with your dazzling golden light of the Christ consciousness, and to blaze that scintillating golden light through every atom of our bodies and subtle bodies on all levels, spiritual, mental, emotional, physical, and material. I call forth Kuan Yin and Mother Mary to shine a beautiful, sparkling pink light to now infuse and permeate our third eye with divine radiance, softness, gentleness, peace, love, compassion, strength, and wisdom. I call upon Lord Buddha to now vibrate the light of wisdom upon our third eye to allow us to attain spiritual enlightenment and freedom from the wheel of samsara. I invoke invoke Mahamuni Babaji, the immortal sage, to now blaze forth with glory your resplendent clear light of enlightenment to lift, heal, cleanse, and transform our third eye. I ask Babaji to now penetrate and suffuse our third eye with the pure, clear light of enlightenment, opening us to to realize the supreme truth allowing our spiritual eye to see the ultimate reality and lifting our vibration to the highest state of consciousness 
that we can comfortably enjoy at this time. I call forth all the divine beings of light who come in the name of God to now lift us into a new consciousness where we now see the truth, know the truth, and live the truth. Thank you, God, and so it is. Thank you for that, Dr. Susan. Welcome. Tell us about your book, The Third Eye. Yeah, Awaken Your Third Eye is a, a very unique book, actually, and it's very popular, actually. It's mm-hmm. uh, one of the bestsellers of my publisher. They have it up on their bestseller list, along with a handful of other books. And it's about awakening your sixth sense to help you find knowledge, illumination, and intuition. Not only does it talk about the third eye in various cultures throughout the world, it also has scientific research that has been done on the third eye, meaning the pineal gland. Mm -hmm. A lot of scientific research is in this book. And also um, information about how to develop your third eye. There are a lot of different practices that are taught in the book for awakening your third eye. There is uh, yogic practices, affirmations, meditations, breakthrough experience. There's uh, the Taoist uh, practice of the, uh, the circuit, um, the microcosmic circuit. There are these yogic practices like various, uh, various mudras and bandhas and so on and other yogic techniques that are not readily known. And also there are experiences uh, where you can read about people who've had experiences with the third eye. It's really a very complete book about the third eye and really based upon a lot of science. Would you say that this book would be ideal for beginners? Yeah, it is ideal for beginners ideal for anyone who wants to learn about the third eye uh it's not really all the all the techniques that are Mm -hmm. taught anybody can practice them you don't have to have any special abilities to start opening your third eye i i just like to ask you a question about meditation at what age should a person start to use meditation in their daily lives as far as deep meditation Mm -hmm. around age 12 would be really the earliest but as far as, for example, maybe using a, uh, a mantra, yes. just saying it inside, mm-hmm. that could start at age uh, at five. So what's next for Dr. Susan Shumsky? Well, next for Dr. Uh, I think the next thing is uh, these various cruises that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming up this year and next year at divinetravels.com. You can find out about the cruises. That's D-I-V-I-N-E-T-R-A-V-E-L-S uh, dot com. And you can learn about the different cruises that I offer, which are really a lot of fun. And also there's a lot of amazing speakers on the cruises. And you can learn so much on the cruises, but also have a really great time, really fun time on the ocean as well as a conference at sea. 
And then I have a new book coming out next year. It's called Maharishi and Me. And it's a memoir about my time that I spent with the guru Maharishi Mahesh Yogi, who was the guru of the Beatles and also the guru of Deepak Chopra. So that will be coming out next year. Well, we'll have to have you back on to talk about your book and your travel, uh, your travels that you that you have. So, Dr. Susan Shumsky, thank you so much for joining us again tonight, uh, Dr. Susan. Great talking to you. And as well, always, thanks for inviting me. My wishes for your continued success, and thank you very much for all the great work that you do in making this place a better live place to live. Well, thank you, and thanks for inviting me. You take care of yourself now, Dr. Susan. And you too. Bye bye now. Exonation, Dr. Susan Shumsky, www.drsusan.org. I'll be back on the other side of this commercial break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. My name is Rob McConnell. Don't go away. I've seen a lot of love from the 